And I was just like, you know what? I am not meant to be just sitting in my house all the time. This is not who I am. I know true life happens when I'm interacting and engaging with folks and, and sharing my gifts. And, and I, I'd seen that already with the churches that I had performed at and I loved it. Um, but, but I might've been afraid too, that other circumstances in life were going to just, you know, crowd things out. So there's just all kinds of fears and was just keeping me stuck. And, and so unless I did something, I was going to stay stuck. Welcome to the female entrepreneur musician podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Brie Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my free Musician's Profit Path Masterclass, the five-stage blueprint for creating massive growth in your fan base and sustainable income for your music career. If you feel overwhelmed by everything you think you need to do for your music career, or you've watched other musicians and tried to do what they're doing, but it hasn't worked for you, well, don't worry. That's why I created the five stages of music career growth. So you can figure out where you're at right now, learn exactly what you should be focusing on and what you shouldn't be focusing on so you don't waste time and money. I also give you benchmarks to reach in several key areas like live performing, fan base growth, social media, recording, and more. So join me for my free masterclass, The Musician's Profit Path, over at musiciansprofitpath.com. Free classes are running every day, so go register at musiciansprofitpath.com. On today's show, I've brought on a member of my team, but also a fellow musician, Beth Matthew. And we're talking about why we resist booking concerts and how we can overcome that. And she's had quite a journey of learning how to book herself, feeling all the fear and resistance that goes along with it, and yet conquering that. So I think it'll be really inspiring to you. I think that it will really help you understand that other people are going through what you're going through too. You're not the only one who's feeling this fear and resistance, but inspire you that you can get past it. And she gives you some really concrete ways to help you get past it so you can start booking. So before we get into that, I just want to let you know that the way that Beth learned how to book herself was through a four-day free training called Book Like a Boss that my friend Tara B runs once or twice a year, and that is coming up very soon on October 22nd. So I want to make sure you get signed up for that. And I know once you listen to this, you'll definitely want to get signed up for it. It is totally free. It's four days of training from Tara, somebody who has been booking herself for over 25 years, and she makes almost all of her income from booking. So you can go ahead and sign up for that at femmusician.com slash Tara B. That's F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com slash T-A-R-A-B. 
All right, let's jump into the episode with Beth. And I am excited to have with me my community manager, Beth Matthew, today to talk about booking resistance. And I think we can all definitely identify with this issue. Our feelings of fear and resistance around booking ourselves as indie artists and how we can overcome that is never going to be easy. Like, you know, we're going to jump a hurdle and then we're going to have the next hurdle. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to give you the solution to this problem because it will never be easy. But there are things you can do and things that you can um, just think about to help you be able to conquer that first big wall of booking if you've been resisting or feeling like I just need someone else to do this for me because I can't do it. Um, you know, when we're indie artists, we can't expect that other people are going to do stuff for us. We have to be able to learn to uh, overcome those barriers. So that's why I'm talking to Beth today because she has made some huge strides in booking this year. And, um, you know, I know she went through her period of resistance to it as we all do, I think in our careers and, you know, she's definitely still on a journey, right. As we all are, but I think that she with talking with her, I think that it will help you guys maybe shed some light on, you know, what other indie artists are going through and maybe give you some insight into how you can just really push through those barriers for yourself. So um, I'm going to let Beth just tell you a little bit about herself. I know many of you are familiar with her from the communities that I have, but uh, I want her to tell you a little bit about herself as far as her actual music career. And so you know where she's coming from when I start asking her some questions. So go for it, Beth. Sure. Well, first of all, Brie, thank you so much for having me on Indie Interactive today. It's always an honor to be here with you. Um, and yes, um, a little bit about myself. I started my official music career when I was 50, 50 years old. Woo! And <laughs> yay. Awesome. yay. And so um, that in and of itself was overcoming fears and resistance to do that, even though music is my greatest passion and brings the greatest joy to me. And I believe it's where my greatest gifting is. Um, my mission is to encourage, inspire and uplift folks. And um, through my music, I am a songwriter um, and professional vocalist, a pianist and a recording artist. I've recorded one album um, entitled Clear Vision, recorded that down in Nashville. Uh, four years ago, actually coming up three days from now will be the four-year anniversary of that. October 11th was my release, and uh, it was the most fun I'd ever had um, doing all that recording. One, one of the most fun things. So um, God has had me on a journey. Uh, I joined the female indie musician community, I believe, the summer of 2016, and I felt like I got the greatest amount of support from many online groups. Uh, I attended... Uh, Gospel Music Association conferences down in Nashville, uh, where I saw the importance of networking and meeting other musicians and industry folks before that um, and after that. I uh, got to sing at the Dove Awards, which was a real huge highlight in a choir with Stephen Curtis Chapman um, back in October of 2016. I believe that was October 11th also. And um, and so, yeah, it's just been a very interesting journey uh, for me. I have a business background like Hubri. I have a degree in finance from James Madison University and uh, always wanted to major in music. But for me, uh, it's all kind of a by ear thing. Um, and I knew that would kind of 
take the joy out of it for me if I majored in it. So I majored in finance. I like that. I had a career in insurance, corporate career, became a stay-at-home mom for 15 years, and then started this, you know, official music career. And then after joining your indie community, joined the Female Musician Academy. Um, and, uh, and then shortly after that, uh, you and I had talked and I went to work for you, um, you know, doing music reviews and just everything was just a great fit. And uh, and then became community manager of the female indie musician musician community where I really love. Say, isn't it? I it know. is. I it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> so uh, became yeah. So became community manager of that, and just have enjoyed uh, you know getting to know a lot of ladies. Now it was twelve hundred when I started. Now we're up to three thousand four hundred members, and growing. Um, and so I really believe in your mission and what you do. Uh, and. Uh, and so I've had, and so anyway, that's a little bit about my music career. Um, uh, you helped me develop uh, and see what I already had, uh, which was stories and songs um, to put together a program called Clear Vision Signature Concert and Program that I could perform where I could share and, and do my mission. Um, and um, so Anyway, I, I had one concert in Richmond, Virginia. It went amazingly, exceedingly well. The pastor's like, you got to roll this out right now. I want to, you know, for you to send me your, your link and your brochure and get this out. The same month, my mom went to a nursing home and, uh, and she, uh, that was her decision to move from her house of almost 50 years to having to be in a nursing home and just subsequently just the chain of events and circumstances made it really impossible in my mind to pursue booking because I, I was the only one, I was the only family member left to care for my mom uh, because my father had passed away years ago. My brother had passed away about five or six years ago. So Beth, I just want to ask you before, yes. before you um, actually started, because I know that you know, you went through all that trouble with your mom and mm -hmm. you had to handle a lot of personal issues, but yes. you took a course um, with my friend, Tara, who was actually in the chat a minute ago and mm -hmm. learned a lot about booking. But before that, did you have any experience with booking at all? Yes. Well, that's a good question, Brie. I, I had booked, well, I did my album release concert um, and got all that pulled together got a lot of people helping. So I don't, there wasn't really a booking, but I mean, I had to, you know, do that and it went well. And then after that, I booked, maybe I, I contacted, I reached out to about uh, maybe eight churches and by email or phone call on my own without any booking training. And I guess three or four, maybe about half responded uh, and it went well. And I did events with those, um, but they weren't, I wouldn't consider them paid bookings per se. Some of them were, but not like a lot. Like, I, so yeah, that was, that was my experience with booking. Okay. So not a huge amount of experience with it, but no, some. Okay. some yeah, some, but I, I would say that I, I did have a lot of resistance toward booking. Um, I think just out of fear because it's hard to put yourself out there um, it's one thing to know it's, it's your passion and purpose and you love it, but who, who honestly loves booking? Not too many people. <laughs> I mean, it's just really not that much fun. And, 
it's, it's part of the job. And I was realizing as time went by, and I actually signed up for Tara's course the summer that my mom, everything was going on. And my mom almost passed, she almost died like twice. And it, it just was the craziest summer. I should write a book about it. But, mm. um, but I signed up and then I had to tell Tara, I was really sorry. There was no way I could. And I think I told you too, there's no way I could do her course that summer. Well, she offered again in the fall. But then I was scheduled for foot surgery in December, and it just felt like, is this ever going to happen? You know, am I ever going to get a handle on booking? And, and so, um, you know, I was continuing, continuing to, to do music, but not like anything that I, I felt like I was capable of, you know, that booking would help me achieve. So, um, so finally, after my foot surgery, I... Uh, after my foot surgery in December, I couldn't walk or drive for three months. And it was during that time that, <clears throat> I mean, I could walk around the house and I had a scooter, a knee scooter that I used, but um, The Greatest Showman actually came on in theaters. And my husband took me to see that. And I just love that. And it just inspired me so much. And I was like, and so I sat down at the piano, even with one foot that, you know, it was just, I was, it was pretty rough recovery and just started playing songs and picking it up very quickly and singing and loving it. And, and then Tira was offering a course again, and I was just really determined I was going to do it this time around. So, um, because I felt like for me, it was the missing key. And also as part of my job with you, with women of substance radio podcast, I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of Facebook pages and I see a lot of websites of music, female musicians and, I, there's so many talented ladies and, and I think like booking is like something that people struggle with because there could be people with amazing music, but you know, they're not putting themselves out there. That was me. I mean, that was, that was definitely me. And, um, and I, like I said, I think I had a lot of fear about it. Um, maybe fear of success, maybe fear of failure, um, fear of That's rejection. That's interesting. What do you think the fear of success was about? I think it was that this thing is going to get out of hand. Some of it might have been a just a misconception that that it was going to get so busy that I I couldn't handle it, or maybe maybe I would get a big ego and just you know become a jerk or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but um, but I remember something my producer had told me when I recorded my album, and he said, "Beth, people really don't change that much. You know, the people you know success shouldn't change a person." really, you know, who they really are on the inside. And, and so if they make a lot of money or they have a huge following, they're going to be the same person. If they were a jerk before, they might be a jerk after, but mm-hmm. you know, if they're a nice person before, they're probably going to be a nice person after. So I, I just wrestled with all these thoughts and I'm very analytical. And so I guess that was my fear of success of, you know, maybe it changing me or becoming getting out of hand. Um, that's really interesting. Cause I mean, you do, you do a lot in your life. So that is a point, like you maybe were worried that, oh my gosh, now if I do this, I'm going to be too busy, mm-hmm. but you know, it's this catch 22. Cause you're also <laughs> thinking like all the time, well, but I really want to do this and I want to be busy doing this, you know? So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so Brie, I think that, I think that that foot surgery and just not being able to do anything. And I was just like, you know what? I am not meant to be just 
sitting in my house all the time. This is not who I am. I know true life happens when I'm interacting and engaging with folks and, and sharing my gifts. And, and I, I'd seen that already with the churches that I had performed at and I loved it. Um, but, but I might've been afraid too that other circumstances in life were going to just, you know, crowd things out. So there's just all kinds of fears and, but just keeping me stuck. And, and so unless I did something, I was going to stay stuck. And, and so, um, so anyway, I signed up for Tara's course and, um, her four days to book like a boss. And it was awesome. I just loved it. And, and so I don't know if you have other questions, you want me to just keep going? No, no. Well, I, what I want to know is like, cause I know once you started implementing Tara's system and you really started putting it to work, do you remember that first day when you oh, started doing it and you like got a booking? Yes, I do. And it's really interesting. I actually went out in person first. I went to, um, I decided to visit some vineyards in our area, which was something I'd never even thought of before. And, uh, and then I realized we have a lot of vineyards in this area. And, and I think that's one thing is just changing your mindset instead of thinking, oh, there's nothing out there, you know, nowhere to perform. But you just I think that her course helped me to realize there are there are a lot of you know, venues for a lot of different types of, you know, and you just figure out what what fits you and your type of music. And and so I went to this one vineyard live. I didn't have an appointment. Well, I think I called. Actually, I did call. I made some calls. I had a script I followed and it went really well. It, it went super well. People were very responsive. Um, I, I mean, I was really amazed at just having a script in front of me. That was something I designed with guidance from Tara uh, to use as I made these phone calls. And so one person didn't, he's like, he's like, he didn't really like email or technology, but he said he'd love to meet me. So I set up an appointment with him and went out in person while I was there, he had some patrons that were doing a wine tasting and I'll never forget. It was really encouraging. Uh, I guess they found out I was a musician and I was waiting to meet with him and, and they're like, Oh, we'd like to hear you play. And so I said, is that okay to the vineyard owner? And he said, well, sure. So he turned off the music. I sat down, he had a digital piano that played beautifully and I sat down and I did uh, and sang Patsy Cline's Crazy um, and played and sang and they just applauded and they're like, you need to hire this lady right on the spot, like right now. It was wow. just the most encouraging thing. And it really, I didn't expect that at all. And, um, and they said it multiple times. And before they left, a man came over and handed me a $10 bill and they just said, thank you for sharing your music and I've shared some other songs and it brought back memories. He's like, it's amazing how a song can bring you back. Mm. You know, and you remember right where you were and what you were doing when you heard, first heard that song. And, and so it was just a great start. And, and, you know, maybe God knew I needed that, that special encouragement. And I, yeah, it just was incredible. So I sat down with that vineyard owner that day and I booked an event um, on the spot, asked for my rate and, which I had developed what I felt like was what I was worth, um, you know, um, you know, to value the music that I performed singing and playing. And so he accepted that rate and I booked a three hour gig, um, which I'd never played for three hours straight. So it was really, it was really exciting, Brie. It was just a great feeling to know I was going to be getting paid um, 
doing what I love and, and making a, a positive contribution. Mm. Um, that, that yeah, that is doing. so cool. I mean, I, I talk about like instant gratification. It's and just like instant, mm-hmm. like social proof in front of this venue owner. I mean, I, it couldn't have happened any better for you. Yes, it was. It was. It was incredible. And so I went on to book um, two other vineyards in the area and it just sort of started. I sat down made some more calls and, um, and actually it was interesting. The process wasn't as hard as I had made it out to be in my mind. And I think I do that a lot and maybe other musicians are that way. Like things can blow out of proportion and we just think it's going to be devastating to have to go do this, but it ended up, I actually enjoyed connecting with folks. I enjoyed um, talking with them and, so the process wasn't as hard as I thought. It wasn't as um, difficult. And and I ended up meeting in person with some other vineyards and also restaurants. And um, so since then, I booked, um, I guess since the spring, I've booked 21 gigs, um, which is a lot for me to go from, from you know, zero, you know, from zero. One. yeah. <laughs> Right. From just a couple to do 21. And out of those 21, I've had two out of probably 10 venues that I've done. I've probably done, I guess, around 10 venues. About two, two of those are, are rebooking me every, every month, which mm. is wonderful. And so I really, my goal is really to build relationships uh, with the venue owners and to, you know, to make it to see that it's a value for them as, you know, and not just like what's in it for me, but what, what I can bring to them and to their clientele or their patrons. Um, And I'm still not done. Like, I feel like I'm just in the beginning. Like I have so much more to do. I have this concert. I have um, the clear vision concert, the clear vision workshop um, that I just, you know, have created. And I booked uh, just two weeks ago, I booked, uh, for um, events for that. I've never done that before, but that involved going out in person to the actually the same vineyard that, you know, they had booked me because of the patrons there that day. Um, so my eyes are just getting opened up and tears, tears for days to book like a boss. I honestly say that I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done all this on my own. I mean, you know that I, I just needed that extra support and that extra encouragement. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely. A, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a journey, but, um, but I think the thing that drives it is I realized that when I sit down and play and when I sit down and sing a song, that's just, I realize this is who I am, but people can't know about me if I don't book myself. I mean, I, maybe I could pay somebody to do it, but they might not represent me the way that I'm going to represent me. And maybe, maybe it might seem easier. I mean, in the, in the short run, but I think if I, you know, if we can work through that initial, all those fears and just get pushed through it, you know, we're going to find that we're better off in the long run. You know, I booked some li- a library gig too. That was fun. I had uh, children uh, preschool on up. Um, and more people have seen that in the community. And so it, you know, and it, it went really well. So I, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know what else to say. It's just, no, that's uh, really great. I mean, you basically answered all the questions that I have, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, well, so, I mean, if you could condense, like, what is your advice to people that want to start booking, but they feel like they're blocked by fear and resistance other than right. go do it, but you know, is there any other specifics you can give them? Right. Well, I think that you have to come to a point where you really value yourself and you value what you have to offer because, um, and I, and I think I did that all along, but I'm not sure if I took it seriously enough. And I think that tears four days to book like a boss course really helped me realize Yeah, Yeah. I mean, this is, I have a lot of experience. I've been playing piano for decades. Um, you know, I've been singing forever and I sang at my church monthly for probably over 25 years. I've been in front of an audience. I have speaking skills. I have a lot to offer, you know, and to really think about who you are and what you, what you bring to people. So you have to first really believe in yourself and it might involve making a list of what your skills are, what your talents are and, and, um, and realizing that you, you deserve to be paid for that because mm. um, if you don't realize that people aren't going to want to pay you, I, mean, I hate to say that, but you know, if people can get something for free, they, I mean, they're happy to. And I think in the musician, musician world, that's a big thing to overcome because there are some, you know, music, musicians playing for free and that's fine if you're maybe starting out, but, but if you have experience or, you know, even the skills, um, the talent, you have to, you have to believe in yourself and you have to just um, take that risk and realize half the, half the lies that you might be believing in your brain, they're probably not even true. And so you just, you know, need to go forward, um, to do it. I, it, and, you know, it's good if you can surround yourself with other people that are like-minded, um, and be in a, a group where you can get support like the four day book, like a boss, uh, that free event, because, um, you know, that everybody else is in the same boat. They're, you know, they're, they're pushing through fears and they're pushing through resistance. Um, and there's power in that there's power in community, um, you know, when we're doing it together. To- yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look here, Texas Tilly Sue said, I needed to hear this today. So oh, that's the wonderful. power of just uplifting each other and being vul- I mean, I really appreciate Beth being vulnerable today because, you. you know, like she's putting herself out there saying, yeah, I had these struggles, but I want to celebrate the wins that she had mm-hmm. such huge wins when she finally jumped in there and started doing it and pushed her fear aside. So congratulations on that. And I know that all of you guys can do it as well. Um, Just a lot of people in here loving the story that you had about when you got your first gig, but just wanted to ask in the chat, if any of you guys have anything that has really upset or frustrated you when you've been trying to do booking um, that, you know, you can, you would like some support on today. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing that, I want to mention um, the reason we are talking about this subject is because Tara is going to be doing her four days to book like a boss coming up starting on October 22nd. It's totally free. It is so empowering. She focuses on helping you um, find, you know, figure out which kinds of venues you want to pursue. I mean, like with Beth, you know, Tara really likes to focus on non-traditional venues. And she's like, I would never have thought of doing a vineyard, 
but you know, now she's doing all these vineyards, you know, and Mm -hmm. then she talks a lot about how to price yourself and how to value yourself. So you're actually getting paid what you're worth. And I loved what Beth said about making a list of your skills. And I think you should do that and keep it in front of you. Look it over every day before you start booking, because Mm -hmm. it will just empower you to be like, yeah, I do deserve to ask for this price because I do have these skills. So that's something that Tara also covers during that four days. So if you want to sign up for that, you can do that at femmusician.com slash Tara B. So it's F as in female, E as an entrepreneur, musician.com slash T-A-R-A-B, Tara B. So, um, and I'll be sending out, we'll be having lots of links to sign up for that in the next couple of weeks. But um, let's see what, let's see what Carol says here. Um, Let's see, still thinking about your comment that you, about fear and success that, yeah, I found that very interesting that there was some fear of success. And I think we do sometimes have that lurking in the background. It's mm-hmm. just scary uh, or scarier than fear of failure. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's something I'll share while we're waiting for more comments to be um, maybe something that could help is even for folks to sit down and play a song, <laughs> make a list of all their skills, but sit down and do the mu- do a little bit of music before they make calls, because sometimes I'll do that. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, this really is who I am. This is you know, because we can get distracted as, as artists and musicians with all the other things that have to be done, but just to hone in on this is what, what you love. It's, it's, you know, what you enjoy. And, and I will say this, like, after I started doing my events, like I had so much fun. Like I loved, I think about every event went really well. And I, I don't say it to brag or boast about myself, but had I not done the booking calls or emails or visiting folks live, I wouldn't have gotten to do that fun thing. And a friend said to me, Beth, try to just remember when you make these booking, you know, that that's what it's about is so that you can get out and enjoy sharing with folks and um, doing what you're really good at, you know? And so, and I think the more you do booking, you just improve it. And Tara, I have to just say this. She's a wonderful person. She's so encouraging. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know her. I mean, I got to know her before the four day book, like a boss course, but I can't think of a a better person to, you know, be leading this four day free. I mean, and she really is personable and helpful, very helpful. She's very empathetic because she is, she's in the thick of it. She's booking all the time. Mm -hmm. Like her main source of income is booking gigs. And it's been that for over 25 years. Yes. And she really understands where you guys are coming from. She absolutely does. And this is something else, Brie, that I found interesting because Tara and I had a one-on-one like video chat one night and I found out um, only about 20% of venues will rebook you on their own Mm. without you doing anything. Now that sounds really discouraging, but it kind of helped me because I felt sort of bad, like, well, gosh, all these other events went great. Why aren't, why aren't they calling me back? And so even for her to be doing this for so long, she's been, you know, full-time professional musician for decades and, but she still has to do the work, you know, to make those calls. Um, But that shouldn't hinder us. It should make us feel better to know Uh, That it's not, you know, not to take it personally, you know, even if everything goes great, they may, they're just busy. They're business owners. They have their own stuff going on. And so we have to follow up. We have to, you know, be 
we have to persevere. Right. Not- and they're not going to, the venues are not going to be irritated by you calling them back. You know, they kind of probably expect it. Right. They do. And she has a whole system, a lot of structure to help you know how to do that. And, you know, when to make the calls and, and uh, when to follow up. Um, but even like I said, for her, I mean, she's got some folks that are contacting her now um, on their own, but but she still has folks that, that don't, that she has, you know, even if she's done successful gigs, you know, she'll still have to follow up. So that's just part of the process. Um, and so I think for me, I think I'll mention this. I think I was disillusioned at the very beginning and I thought people were just going to contact me. So that might've been why I didn't do a lot of booking on, on my own. I did some, I was like, Oh, I'm in the newspaper. I have this full color, you know, page about me going to the Dove Awards, the phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Well, no, it didn't happen. You know, like it doesn't happen that way. And it's easy for us to think, oh, you know, this next big thing is going to be the breakthrough. And then just, you know, people are going to flock to us, but we should happen that way, but it's not, you know, we have to do the, we have to do the work. Yeah, we do. And I wanted to, so Tony, Tony asked any suggestions for Christian artists and in case you missed the beginning, like Beth is a Christian artist and she has performed at churches, but she also does ve- uh, vineyards and restaurants because she enjoys doing covers. So it depends on what you like to do. If you only like to do your own personal songs, then you probably do need to stick to things like churches and um, you know women's groups and mothers or preschoolers and things like that. But you know, you guys are all talented and you can definitely, you know, pretty easily put together a group of covers. And if you enjoy doing that and you like doing that to make money, then there are a lot of non-traditional venues like vineyards that you can do that in and make money. Absolutely. And I think too, with churches, I mean, um, I, you know, I have original songs, uh, you know, Tony was asking about churches. Like, I think that you can develop a program and that put together like I did, you know, with your help, Brie, that focuses on your music, but you can put Christian covers into that program and you can share stories of your own journey. Um, and you could do it for women's events at churches um, or, you know, retreats or workshops. Um, you know, it kind of depends on your music, your style of music in Christian music, if it's going to reach, you know, teenagers, youth group. Or, um, you know, maybe senior citizens in the church or just the overall congregation, or is it more focused on women? So think about your journey and your stories and what you think who that would connect the most with. And then you can reach out and find out who does the booking at churches Um, and then, you know, contact them personally, develop a flyer. Um, You could take it to them or, you know, email it, you know, phone calls, that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I started with. I just found out who who's responsible for making those decisions. And then I got their name and sent them emails and then followed up by phone call. Yeah. And and Rachel was saying, you know, if you're in the foundation stage, then you could do this with coffee shops. Absolutely. Yeah. I would just walk in there and like, you know, to talk to them. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And you know, if you have a, a business card, I know some folks are developing postcards. I had that with my album release and I did take that out and it was about like that. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but you know, that has your picture and your contact information, something to help you stand out, you know, and then it just requires follow-up. Um, but find out if they do and find out, you could, first of all, find out if a place does concerts or, 
you know, d- does the church have um, special events? Do they book? So you're asking them that first before you tell them about yourself um, and and just, you know, so yeah, I hope that's helpful. Absolutely. This has been super helpful. Everybody in the chats is is really appreciative of all that, that you've given them today. I want to thank all of you guys for showing up. I do want to mention next week on Indie Interactive, I am going to have Tara B on here and she's going to be talking about how to build long-term relationships with venues, like what Beth was saying about how she did one event and then now she's doing more events at the same place or like once a month, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. Tara's going to talk about how to do that next week on Indie Interactive, Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And again, if you'd like to join the book like a boss four day training, that's coming up on the 22nd, but you may as well go sign up now just to make sure you've got it taken care of. That is at femmusician.com slash Tara B. And I will put that into the chat as well. Once we're done, go out there and start booking yourself, or at least start thinking about where you'd like to book yourself. Or as Beth said, start encouraging yourself in your value by playing some songs and writing down your skills and get ready to start booking like a boss on the 22nd. Have a great rest of your day, you guys. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.